Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. To find more information about the Preacher Boys podcast and upcoming documentary, visit PreacherBoysDoc.com or connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Now, here is your host... Eric Skwarzynski. So for those of you who didn't already see it, I posted two days ago about the arrest of Joseph Iyer. Joseph was a bus captain and Sunday school teacher at First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana for many years. And uh, on June 9th, 2021, Gary Police Detective Olivia Vasquez secured charges against Iyer, a 50-year-old male from Merrillville, according to Lieutenant Don Westerfield. The charges state between July of 2015 and December of 2017, Iyer sexually molested a child under 14 years of age while living in Gary. Iyer was taken into custody on June 10, 2021 by Merrillville Police Department at his residence. Joseph R. Iyer faces three counts of child molesting as a level four felony, sexual misconduct with a minor as a level five felony, and sexual battery as a level six felony. If you want to read the full story... Of course, you can head over to regionnewsource.org. I'll have a link to that in the show notes of this episode. Obviously, this is just an arrest, so there is the uh, angle of innocent until proven guilty. But nonetheless, this needs to be taken extremely seriously. Victims need to be believed. Uh, Although there is a legal process that has to happen, we need to take this with uh, a level of extreme seriousness. I want to lay that off the bat. Uh, But what happened is I posted that article and received uh, a lot of, frankly, really nasty messages from people who attend First Baptist Church of Haman. Um, I would like to point out in my original post and uh, really in everything I've said about this situation so far, I have not accused First Baptist Church of Haman of covering anything up. Uh, I I mentioned solely that he was a volunteer uh, who was working there for what I've found out now is about three decades working on bus ministries and as a Sunday school teacher. And so him being a part of the First Baptist Church of Hammond ecosystem is notable to the story. If for no other reason, uh, disregarding all previous stories that have come out of First Baptist Church of Hammond, if for no other reason that parents uh, and family who have had children on these bus routes for the last three decades, who have had um, their kids in these Sunday school classes for the last three decades can be 
extremely aware of what the details are, ask their children the right questions, and have the the email or phone number of de- the detectives that are actually working on the case so they can actually uh, take any steps that need to happen if there are more victims. Right now, whether or not there are multiple victims you know, is, is completely unknown. Uh, I just can know what the charges are, and that's what I'm going to go off of. And that's what I have consistently done on the show is I report exactly what I am sure of. I report what I feel confident in. I report actual articles. I do not want to get into this this uh, conspiracy theory web of what happened. Of course, we always, when we hear these stories, are going to have our theories. But again, we have to distinguish, especially when we're covering stories like this, between what is opinion and what is fact. Right now, the fact is Iyer was arrested for sexually molesting a child under 14 years of age while living in Gary, Indiana. That's the extent of what we know. That's the extent of facts that are publicly available right now. Now, I posted about this. uh, The brother, um, I I believe brother or brother-in-law of Joseph Iyer posted a statement as well uh, regarding it, telling people to go to the authorities first, uh, not to the church, uh, which is good advice. You should always go to the authorities first and not to the church or the pastor. You need to go to people who are qualified to handle these kind of cases. But what happened is last night, uh, John Wilkerson made a statement via the First Baptist Church of Hammond live stream. Uh, this video is from last night uh, addressing this story. He does not mention Joseph Iyer by name, but these are some of the statements that he made. There has been a, there's been some accusations and the face the uh, social media platforms are are really a frenzy there. I just need you to know, folks, that. Um, that we have done, we have followed our protection. We've done that. I've, I've called, we've called the, we've called them so many times that we know we are on a first name basis. We are, our church is so large. Whenever something. And just before we continue in the video, I want I want you to really listen to this statement. And I'm actually going to restart the statement. I want you to really pay attention to how much time in this three minute statement is devoted to talking about people who are discussing this case versus the actual act of child molestation that Joseph Iyer was arrested for. So listen to the statements from John Wilkerson, this is the senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Hammond, Indiana, and listen to how much time he dedicates to people on the internet talking about this case than he does to the case itself. There's been, a, there's been some accusations and the, face, the uh, social media platforms are, are really a frenzy there. I just need you to know, language, folks, that... Frenzy. Um, that we have done, we have followed our protocols for child protection. We've done that. I've, I've called, we've called the, we've called them so many times that we know we are on a first name basis. We are, our church is so large. Whenever something comes up, any crime against a child, we certainly turn that in. To say that we don't tell someone to go do that is ridiculous. It's not true. And a lot of the things on the, on the social media have been framed with, with inaccurate information, deceit, and some malice toward the toward the Lord, and and I. This is a super common deflection to say that uh, you know th- these concerns about child abuse are stemming from some kind of anger and malice against the Lord. That there's a frenzy of just hatred and animosity toward churches or to the Lord is just a huge out of left field statement to make, uh, especially when time and time again on this show, and I know others who've made statements. Uh, you know, about this, all identify as Christians. So it is not malice against the Lord. My concern is that there is a man who 
you know, was arrested for molesting children under 14 who had a bus route for two decades, almost three decades. Um, that's where this frustration and concern comes from. Not any kind of vendetta against the church. Don't think everything is, um, as, as you know, sin happens in every church. It's happened here. We sin happens. For innocent parties, but there's no way to defend everything, though we have a timeline. We know what we did when we did it, and we followed protocols. Um, but um, at the same time, there's a lot of subjectivity, and there's going to be criticism, and there's a lot of folks jumping on bandwagons and a lot of assumptions. Um, I love everybody, and I love the people even who disagree in those situations. But I... And again, recognize, and I'm sorry for keeping a pause and play this. You can watch the full statement over on Facebook or Instagram uncut. But again, talking about assumptions, criticism, when he just spent the first, you know, first bit of his conversation saying that there's a social media frenzy, that people have malice and hatred against the Lord or sorry, anger against the Lord. And then to say, you know, I love these people. He's using this very, this very, and I don't even know if he realizes he's doing it. But he's couching everybody who's critiquing what's happening and how this is being handled as being enemies of the Lord and then saying, I love these people, even the people that are against us. I do think that you can be, you can be confident. And uh, even looking back and over this, this particular scenario, as grievous as I am. And- this is what's about to happen is the worst part of the statement. Say, Pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. God bless you. That's wonderful. Okay, be simple to those things which are evil and wise things are wise. Go read your Bible in First Timothy Peter tonight and pray for somebody who's going through a trial. That'll be good for all of us. But- that is the worst part of the statement. Uh, the statement as a whole is extremely sloppy. Um, but that statement right there, if you don't know what's going on, God bless you. Um, you know that that statement is just absolutely shocking um, because. Here's the thing. This guy worked on a bus route for almost three decades, worked in Sunday school classes, attended the church, was a well-known member within the church. People need to know his name, when he was serving, what classes, what age groups he was dealing with. You don't have to go into detail about his family. You don't have to go into detail about things that are going to uh, you know, bring uncomfortable shame onto you know, his spouse or someone like that. You don't have to do a lot of those things. But to sit there and say, if you don't know what's going on, God bless you, just stay ignorant to this is a shocking thing to hear from a leader of a massive church like First Baptist Church of Hammond. And then to tell people, just go read your Bible and pray for someone going through a trial. Read First Peter, which he's referring to, I believe, First Peter 1-7, through 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whose trial is he talking about? Is he talking about Joseph Iyer? Is he talking about his family? Is he saying that First Baptist Church of Hammond is going through a trial right now because of criticism from the frenzied mob on the internet? It, this statement is just disturbing. And, and again, it's his responsibility as a leader you don't address a 20-year member being arrested for child molestation by saying to the congregation that's unaware, God bless you, that's wonderful, be simple to things that are evil. Instead, you need to ask parents, did anything happen with your children? Talk to your children, make sure nothing happened. We want to make sure that every child that comes into the doors of our church is safe. And why don't you provide the information for the detective so if people don't want to go to the church, which they should not go to the church first anyway, 
can actually address this in a way that follows real protocol. There's been a, there's been some bless you. That's one trial. That'll be good for all of us. But I would say this, that, that God has been very gracious to us and we're going to, you know, the Bible tells us if we're reviled, we should not revile again. And we need to make sure we do all we can. To- I hope that verse stuck in because there's been a lot of reviling happening from members of First Baptist Church of Hammond to myself and others. Exercise good prudence, biblical responsibility, uh, loving everybody. And whenever you work with people, you're going to come up through some things. But uh, I do feel very confident that God has helped us to do the right thing time after time. And I don't think any different this time. And uh, in regards to God helping them do the right thing time after time, I think it's important to note that First Baptist Church of Hammond is currently facing two negligence lawsuits as it relates to child sexual abuse. And that's not including this current case, which has yet for a lot of details to happen. But they're currently facing two lawsuits for negligence in cases of child sexual abuse. I just want to make that clear. I just think it's, uh, this was all brought to the authorities before it came to us. Which nobody many times argued the opposite. In, there's not this one. It was in already this case. It was in the authorities' hands, the police department and um, the, the Department of Social Services before we ever, we ever had the information. So anyway, those are things that are very painful to... Um, two minutes and 19 minutes, or two God minutes and 19 seconds into the statement, you pray, not one mention and, of the actual uh, name. God will continue to help us, and I think it's important that we continue to look to the Lord, ask God for wisdom, and continue to do what we're supposed to do. No push uh, for parents church, to talk to their as kids, an individual, as a pastor, anything like that. As a people. So I hope that that's the case. If you have questions, you're welcome to call us. I can assure you nothing has been covered up. Nothing has been um, put under the rug. That's just not happening and I know that that's an accusation, but that is not valid. And uh, I, I certainly ask that God will help us. And again, I'm not sure where the accusation prevails. was made. It we'll wasn't made on my page. We'll let the authorities take care of whatever they need to. We cooperate with them if any of that ever happens. We want to do the right thing. So you pray for us. And I, I ask that you do that. And that would be a good thing for us to pray for tonight. And uh, there are many, even if we begin to give more information, it would hurt innocent people. And it's not necessary. Okay, so you pray for us, if you would, please. Let's Not wanting to give details because it'll hurt innocent people. I think he's clearly talking about the family in this instance. But again, the priority in this case needs to be, are there more victims? Who are they? Do they have the freedom and the ability to come forward? And everything in that statement screams, let's move on. Let's not keep talking about this. Yeah, you can ask us questions if you have them. But, uh, you know. No mention of what victims could do, who they can contact, what the steps are, what the protocol is, a reminder of what the church protocol is. There's none of that here. And so it's extremely frustrating listening to this statement, hearing very broad accusations made against people who are concerned about this case. And then there's no real call to action outside of go read your Bible, stay ignorant to what you are already ignorant about, and just move along. Nothing to see here. That... Again, a cover-up, I mean, let's define it. Like a cover-up doesn't have to be he sat in a room and deliberated, like how do we shuffle a predator? A cover-up can also be, hey, let's go ahead and uh, just move along. If you don't know what's going on, you don't need to know what's going on. That's co- that's covering it up. That 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 is what covering it up actually looks like. And again, there was nothing in my original statement that called into question how First Baptist Church of Hammond covered it. Of course, based on past cases, I don't have the highest of hopes for a First Baptist Church of Hammond 
But it's extremely frustrating to see that this was such a sloppy, sloppy, sloppy statement about what happened. And again, there was nothing that was said in my statement. I'm looking back over I'm looking back over the the original statement that was made by by Joe's brother. So Matthew Ayers, Joe's brother. A couple years ago, we tried to warn his church, even with evidence, but they refused to hear the evidence and promoted him, continued to allow him to work with children. They say that they brought up concerns and evidence and asked him to move along, which if that is the case, then First Baptist Church of Hammond needs to respond to that accusation. They need to put out some kind of timeline. They say they have a timeline of when they did everything. They need to present that. And again... I have heard for years, and I'll kind of close on this point. I have heard for years and years, Wilkerson is different. Wilkerson is different. Um, you know, Wilkerson is different than how everything, everybody, every other leader at First Baptist Church of Hammond has been. He's soft-spoken, and he's he's going to change the way things are done around there. If that's the case, this does not give me the highest hope that that is true. I, I've heard nothing but good things about Wilkerson. I personally met Wilkerson, and he is a nice person. But that doesn't mean he's handling this situation properly. And just because someone is nice does not mean that they're a good person. Again, I'm not calling to question whether or not Wilkerson's a good person or bad person. But if he is truly concerned about the well-being of his congregation, if he truly is concerned about the safety of his church, this statement is not the way to handle it. And I hope, I hope that he will prove everybody that has that has told me this since I was in high school. That is, and and in elementary school, that's like, oh, Wilkerson is this, you know, is this really good guy? I hope that he'll prove them right by putting out a actual statement that details what happened, a timeline of what and when everything took place, and you know, give parents an opportunity to really come forward and address the situation in a a meaningful meaningful way. Uh, I'm going to give one last update because I was scrolling through Facebook. I, I saw this pop up. Um, this is just an hour ago. It was posted that Joseph Iyer has been bailed out by his wife, Sarah, who currently resides on school property at Hammond Baptist Schools. I believe that since Joe has been charged, FBC will ban him from the school property like any business would. However, up until now, Joseph Iyer has been spending three to five nights a week living there on school property with his wife, Sarah, mostly long weekends. If you see him on Hammond Baptist property, I'd recommend calling the police. Until FBC makes an announcement he's been officially banned, please be careful. I'll update this as soon as I hear confirmation that he's officially banned. Uh, but that is as kind of what's happened in uh, the recent updates. I'll read one more post uh, from Matthew I as well. Um, and this is the um, this is the statement here that he made regarding uh, Wilkerson's conversation that he just gave from the pulpit. Matthew wrote. Pastor Wilkerson made a public statement last night, apparently wants his church and listeners to know that the things that have been said here on social media about the church were posted with deceit and some malice against the Lord. I have no malice against God at all, or even against First Baptist Church of Hammond. Perhaps he considers himself to be a God or worships his own God. Either way, I consider it blasphemous to frame accusations against evil actions as being against God or written with malice against God. Be careful invoking God's name falsely, John Wilkerson and First Baptist Church of Hammond. Using his name in vain is one of the big 10 and to do it publicly while claiming to represent God is not only bearing false witness, it's blasphemy of the highest order ministers. Let's have a little respect for God's holy name. How about we not pretend anything written calling you out is somehow written against God as if you're the Pope or some kind of deity. Again, let me know your thoughts on the statement. Um, 
Again, I'm going to avoid a lot of speculation because that's not what I like to deal with. Um, but I will update you guys as soon as I find out more uh, regarding this story, if more comes out. And uh, we'll move forward from there. But thank you so much for watching and uh, appreciate all of you for, for jumping on and listening today. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.